0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The only Baha'i house of worship in North America is right here in Chicagoland. Here, in the Midwest. And get this, it's one of just eight in the world. And the building is truly spectacular. Not only does it soar nearly 11 stories high, boasting lacy stonework on the sides and ceiling that allows sunlight to stream in, but its sacred, nine-sided structure embodies the concept of unity, which is core to the Baha'i faith. So how did this beautiful building come to the shores of Lake Michigan? Dennis Rodkin, real estate reporter for Crane Chicago Business, has the story and is here with us now. Hey, Dennis. Hi, Sasha. Studio. How are you? Been a while since we've talked in the studio. In the studio. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So big question to start. Why do we, little us, why do we have the only Baha'i house of worship on the continent?
1: You know, because we had one of the greatest world's fairs ever. Um Fair World's Fair uh, in 1893 had sort of a sidecar called the World's Par- Parliament of Religions. Baha'i was relatively new then, at, but representatives were here at the at the uh, House of the Parliament of Religions, and some Chicagoans caught on. And so, by the turn of the century, the turn of the 20th century, there were about 700 Baha'is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the faith was based um, in both in Haifa in what's now Israel and in Turkmenistan. And there was a committee of Chicago Baha'is who were trying to build a house of worship here. Mm -hmm. It was an all-male committee. It wasn't getting anything done. And a grief-stricken woman, uh, when her fourth child died, went to visit um, the prophet of Baha'i in Haifa, now Israel, now part of Israel. Um, And he said, I'd like you to get it built. And she got it built.
0: Uh, and unity is central to its belief system.
1: It is. So Baha'i is interesting. It, um, what they believe is uh, a new prophet came after the prophets of the other world religions to sort of synthesize and unify all of those. Okay. This is in the 1840s. Um, we're going to be the religion that brings together Christianity, Eastern religions like Buddhism, Judaism, Islam, all together into one called Baha'i, also going to be one world language. And so the idea is that all of those prophets essentially spoke in a unified voice um, and we're pulling it together.
0: So we see it visually at the temple?
1: You do. You know, what's interesting is on the exterior, and we have photos online showing it, on the exterior, you see uh, carved into this lace we described, you see a six-pointed star, the Star of David. You see... um, A crucifix and other religious, other symbols from the other religions. Uh, But we also see it in the, as you pointed out, it's got a nine pointed uh, or a nine sided footprint. And that's based on the number nine, which is considered the complete number because it's the highest number before you get to 10, the highest Mm -hmm. um, single digit number. It's a sign of completion or perfection. Ah, that's why nine is so sacred. Exactly, and that's why all these houses of worship, and in particular this one, because this was really the first designed, have a nine-sided footprint.
0: So is it rare to see a building then with with this many sides? I I can't think of many other nine-sided buildings.
1: Well, we know of eight, right? Because there are eight Baha'i houses of worship around the world. Um, I think it has also been used in other, there are houses built by members of the Baha'i faith and things like that. But for the most part, these eight landmarks around the world, and this one is the only one in North America, are the nine-sided tradition.
0: So you've been inside. Give us a sense of scale, right? When you look up what do you what are you seeing? What what's the feeling that it gives you?
1: Uh, it's as sublime as it was intended to be. Is really all I can say, Sasha. When you walk inside, I think a lot of people come in, and you may have a church or synagogue tradition, and you're expecting to see um, ornament here on the here s- sculptures, whatever it would be here around us at the ground level. But really, you don't. That lacy carving that's both on the outside and on the inside begins at the floor, and Mm -hmm. just takes your eye all the way up. It's gorgeous. It is unbelievable. And I think you know, um, so most activities are on that ground floor. There's a sort of a choir loft up one flight of steps. Mm -hmm. But you can go up about six more flights of steps, and I was thrilled to be able to do that. And it's like you're walking up, I, I, I have to say, it's like walking up inside a mountain of lace, oh. because the higher you get, the closer you are to the other sides of the dome and all around you is this concrete lace. It is just sublime wow. to walk up through that.
0: And, and, and visitors, so you can go on walkways above that first floor.
1: If invited. If yes. invited. I got to I went because I was oh, there with the director. So you director. were a VIP. Right. Well, yeah, sure. I'm a <laughs> VIP. George <laughs> Davis, the head of the 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 director of the House of Worship yeah. took me up a few flights and then he said, "You want to go farther? You want to go?" And I kept of course, I kept saying yes. So we got up you get up to about the 8th level. Um on a regular tour, most people aren't going to see that, but you do standing down at that floor level look up through this Dome, this elongated dome that I keep using the word lace, but there's really no other way to describe it. It's yeah. this wonderful filigree of concrete yeah. rising up uh, nearly eleven stories above you.
0: Beautiful. So I, I want to go back to that word that keeps coming up. It's lacy, right? That that's how you're describing the stonework. I I think that's the perfect word for it. I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't know what else you would say to to describe it. You know, ornate designs. You got flowers. Spirals, Like, it's, it's beautiful in, in detail. But how? How? How would they do that?
1: Well, you know what's fascinating is today, if they were doing it, you could render all that on a computer and run it out and have some machine fabricator do this. This was all done by hand. Yeah. Um, it was designed, so the building itself was designed by Louis Bourgeois, who uh, was Baha'i and um, had worked for Lewis Sullivan here in Chicago. And most people know one of the great Lewis Sullivan works is the former Carson Perry and Scott store Mm -hmm. where you see this same sort of curvy filigree on the exterior. Mm. So he's designing, uh, Bourgeois is designing a house of worship, and he does something very similar. Um, And he goes to a man in Washington, D.C., John Early, who is essentially a concrete carver Mm -hmm. who creates all of this work but um, as, as we haven't yet mentioned, the building got stalled for quite a while. It starts in about 1912, and it's not finished until 1953. Mm-hmm. The reason that's relevant here is what I've just said applies to the outside lace. When you look at the inside lace, you're looking at work designed by Alfred Shaw. You and I were recently in an Alfred Shaw building, the Merchandise Mart, that's for right. part of this series, which, which is this hefty, solid sort of a space. And then you go inside Bahai, and it's this wonderful filigreed. I'm going to. I've used the word too many times, but lacy Just interior, much more, more delicate. Delicate. There we go. It's much delicate, more delicate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Bourgeois, Louis Bourgeois. is he the same person who was part of this team uh, for the Tribune Tower?
1: He did. He was one of. He was part of one of the teams that made an entry into the design contest for the Tribune Tower, uh, and he he did other buildings. He also did. Um, some other work for the Baha'is, but this is really—I mean, I mean, you can't yeah. help but think this would be his masterpiece when you look at it. And right across the street, people who go up Sheridan Road either by bike or by car and pass uh, the Baha'i Temple. If you were going north, the temple is on your left, inland from the lake. On your right, on the lakeshore. Is a small, much smaller building, but clearly a piece Mm -hmm. of this complex. That was his studio. That's where he lived Ah. while designing and and partially building this building.
0: But we can see his stamp on other landscape, other parts of the city's landscape.
1: Uh, Well, John Early, I mentioned, the carver, was involved in the Fountain of Time on the Midway, one of the great public pieces of art uh, designed by uh, Laredo Taft on the Midway in in Hyde Park. He was part of that team as well. I
0: see. So this this temple, I mean, it, it's meant for my sense is that it's meant for everyone to come and enjoy, right? So, no preaching,
1: no preaching, no, no donations,
0: no religious services.
1: Uh, there are there are people who lead their own sort of uh, worship. There is also uh, beneath the, this main floor there is sort of another sort of an auditorium where there are weddings and those kinds of things. But really, the idea is that you worship on your own. Mm-hmm. And so it's open. I think it's from um, eight a.m., uh, six a.m. to eight p.m., and um, people come and go. And when I was on my way f- to to go see it, I was told, you know, you can't really take pictures because almost any time you come here, there are going to be people. And it was true. There, the place was packed like a Catholic church on a Sunday, but it was Thursday at three in the afternoon. <laughs>
0: Wow, except you were taking that VIP tour up, <laughs> up to up the drifting Up above top. all of the regulars.
1: And it's an amazing thing to see because there, you know, there there is, sometimes there's music and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And when you look down to that floor, it's, it's pretty spectacular as well as looking up into that dome.
0: Uh, a beloved actor I'm hearing, best known for his role on Office Space, says that this is his favorite building ever.
1: Rain Wilson um, from The Office. We actually, I think we're linking to a recent. TikTok he put up. Oh, cool. He was, his father was a Baha'i. Rain Wilson went to New Trier. And according to his own TikTok, he worked as a security guard. Rain Wilson, who later, you know, stars in the office, was a teenage security guard on the grounds of the Baha'i temple. And in this summer, he put out a TikTok where, yeah, among other things, he said, uh, and this is a nice endorsement of the building. He described the building as powerful and beautiful. One of my favorite spots on the planet.
0: I love that TikTok is being used for research now. That's I know, yeah. Incredible. What, what a time. Uh, any other buildings you can tease that you're starting to look at?
1: You know, uh, our next trip is into the sports realm, which I'm not all that great at. So I'm going to collaborate with another, with a, a WBEZ great, Cheryl Raced Out.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, look forward to it. Dennis Rodkin Crane, Chicago Business Reporter and our What's That Building contributor. Now, if you've got a building that you want Dennis to explore, remember that you can leave us a voicemail at 888-915-9945. That is 888-915-9945. Thanks for filling us in, Dennis. I got to go check it out.